Thanks, pals. Hey, pals. Afternoon, all. How are you, pals? Very well, thank you for asking. Frank, you were jamming out to that song just as uh, it was Who playing. wrote that? No, no, it reminded me of <laughs> Donald Glover's bit about listening to his own music in his car and someone gets in and is like, you listen to your own music? How self-indulgent. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio watches his own films, like famously watches his own films no at doubt. his parties. And he's like, it's like a, um, what is it, the portrait of Dorian Gray or the picture of Dorian Gray? <laughs> <laughs> all the movies would need to be PG, although he is the adult president. <laughs> His behaviour in the room is the R-rated behaviour. <laughs> so we're here on the, the podcast, Throw in the Power, and as we just said off mic, we're going to be structured today. We're going to really structure. We were like, all right, structure hustle, guys. Let's come on. Let's yeah. just stay on. We're ready. Oh, we're so bad at this. Okay, so Throw in the Power is a podcast where you might know that we talk about films. One of us hypothetically hates a film. The other person in the room loves it. And the other two, maybe we don't know what they're talking about. I'd or say that some people love the film and some people hate the film. Yeah, let's just do that. I'll yeah, probably open with love. Yes. Two people love it, two people hate it. And I've <laughs> I or, already mentioned this on one of our episodes a few weeks ago, but like I was talking to a friend of mine just today and he's like, so what's your podcast about? Like, what is the premise? And I was like, oh, well, and I started to explain. I was like, well, you should listen to it. He's like, no, I've listened to it. What's the premise? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Fair call. That is uh, valid feedback. Because we definitely do still come in and go, well, I don't know, maybe we. this might just transform into a, we picked a movie that one of us really wanted to pick. Yeah. And who knows if. The first few weeks we, we definitely had a, you're going to hate it, you're going to love it. Yeah. And we knew that going in. Yeah. But now we're just picking films that might be fun to talk about. I agree. Anyway, so we rate them out of how many? Is it 11. F- we rate it out of 11. Why? I have two for this. Today. Okay, go for it. Go on. All right, my we'll fir- pick our best. We'll cut them. Well, this is what I was going <laughs> to So my first is 11 because that's the uh, number of men that Anya Taylor-Joy has killed using only her cheekbones. So I thought that was like an okay one. That was like an early scratch one. It's not your best. It's not my best Let's one. The and then my other one was, which is going to reveal my uh, how I feel about this movie, it's the number of times that Raph Fiennes could have ended this movie by just screaming, <laughs> Oh, fuck! Like at the top of his lungs. All right. So I thought <laughs> two, things. two things here. One, you said, did you just say Ralph Fines? I said Rafe. Okay. Did you? We'll check the because tape. Check the cat. We'll I check actually, the yes. Tape. For the listeners who are like scoffing right now, going, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to convince them of the wrong. Right. Because how funny is it that his name Referees is? Referees on the VR. We're checking this one. This man's name is Ralph. And it's very funny that he's managed to con <laughs> the entire world into going, Rafe, I guess, but it's like your name's Ralph. Do you buddy. know, I, I almost for a long time I thought it was just Ray. Right. Like no. F- that makes did, sense. Did anyone hear that? Those, no, f- no f- <laughs> the words run together. Yeah. Ray, 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 Ray finds. finds. That's it. That's a good point. But yeah. yes, we're watching. We're talking about the menu uh, out of eleven. Uh, it's a 2022 movie with yep. directed by Mark Wyland. That's great. Starring, as we know, Ray Fines. Ray I am Fiennes. so proud of all of us. We avoided the. What's on the menu today? No, it's genuine pride, I feel. Someone just brought it up. I don't know who it was. Um, <laughs> written by Seth Reyes. Reyes, Rife Fines. Seth Reese. Seth sure Rogen. And Will Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, continue, Frank. All right, so who, who loved it and who hated it? Let's go. Hands up. The menu? Yeah. Standoff, Mexican standoff. Who loved it? I loved it. Put your hand up. Sorry. Just for the listener at Wait, home. Sorry. And Marcus loved it. <laughs> the hand sound effect. Thank what you. What would you give it, Marcus? Uh, I give the menu a eight. Out of 11. Out of 11. So mm. you really ate 
during the meeting. <laughs> you ate it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that was better. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. it was like, I said eight. It was like, hey, nothing. <laughs> Work out your joke before you I'm sorry. Uh, I love this film. I'm giving it an eight out of 11. Wow. Okay. Who's next? I liked it. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Cool. Because it was a lot scarier than it was a 6.5. <laughs> You're gonna give yourself I a sound effect. Come on. I don't know how to do this thing. <laughs> um, I liked it, but it was far too scary for me. Is that sincere? You did find <laughs> well, I was it like, to be- I didn't think it was a thriller that- going in, and I was oh. like, oh shit. One my like halfway through the movie, I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is this is too spooky <laughs> for Frank. Like, why is there so much murder in this restaurant? It's crazy that you narrate your life. <laughs> well, also, this is too spooky for yeah, Frank. Too spooky for Frank. <laughs> he asks himself if he's okay as well. You okay, Frank? Doing okay, okay. buddy? Yeah. You it's like Maverick, Maverick in Top Gun. Maverick. Okay, come on, Maverick. Talk to me, Frank. You can get through the menu. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But it's it, not that scary. Let's be honest. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. It's scary shit, man. Oh, I think that's okay, an maybe, oversell. Sorry. Maybe it's creepy? It's Suspense. creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The it's ominous. Yeah. It's unsettling. Sure. So it's an eight from Marcus. It's a 6.5 from Frank. Okay. Yeah. I didn't particularly like this movie. I'm going to like it a 4.9. Yeah. 4.9. 4.9. God, I, that's particular. I isn't had oh, a 4. <laughs> during the decimal. <laughs> real, I don't care for your decimal. Try, try it again. 4.9. Okay, oh, cool. you piece of shit. <laughs> he was hovering his finger over the button and he literally like just swept his head. Like, ah, too slow. And then I tucked my headphones off accidentally. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, 4.9, I have, Tom. I have a reason for that like specific number in a sec that I want to get into, but I don't want to keep us from... What What did you think, Chris? One. One out of 11? <laughs> Um, I was no. I was anticipating based on past uh, incidents that you wouldn't like this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, and I, I, I'm much like yourself. I can tell you exactly why I have that score. Oh, oh no. lovely. Yeah, there is a hey, yeah. Chris, because you got through. Oh, if you had to watch this again or take a razor scooter to the ankle, oh, line me up. Nineties wow. razor scooter. I was going to say, Chris, is it a one because you made it through one course? <laughs> no, I, I made it through the whole film. Okay, um, but, but was not this? was not full. At the was end. not satiated. Should have thought through these. Neither was Anna Taylor Joy. Is that her name? Uh, well, she was by after, the end of the movie after her cheeseburger. Yes, oh, but we're spoiler getting, alert. We're, oh, sorry, we're, sorry. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. You are. Two hates, two loves. The film opens on a dock. I really was literally about to ask, would someone like to give us a synopsis? I would love to. Yeah, A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Wish I'd read that before I started. <laughs> the word shocking, he's like, nope. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> a couple gets on a boat. Well, that sounds like a seafaring adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. On a boat? Mm, too much danger for me. <laughs> Francis Kerr. Ray Fiennes, that which... jolly man from Harry Potter. I forget who he plays, but he's lovely. <laughs> oh, he's a very friendly man, isn't he? <laughs> All right, well, who wants to lead off with why they loved or hated? Maybe let's go, Marcus. Start positive. All right, look, this was an eight for me. Um, I if Okay, if you've ever worked hospitality in your life, mm. you'll understand that this is almost like a love letter to... Uh, Shitty customers. Our hatred. And working <laughs> so hard. Um, being 14 years hospo myself, humble brag. Um, um, I feel no, can, no, actually, I'm not, not a brag. Uh, no, I, no, I was like, I don't know if either of those words describe no. the thing you just oh, said. Now I'm sad, <laughs> humble, sad, um, grumble, sad. Go this, on. 
it took a while for me to kind of go, oh, that's what's happening. Awesome. Because, yeah, for the first half you're just kind of like, where is this going? What does it want to do? And do you know what? I'm going to go out and say this. This was more of a mystery to me then. than Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. What? This, I, and I sat there for the first half just going, God, this is better than Glass Onion. Interesting. <laughs> a Knives at Mystery, by the way. We've this, talked about this before this in a previous This is not going to be the only time that movie comes up. I think of all the movies we've discussed, this mm. has the most parallels and overlaps with it. I thought so. For many it's reasons. interesting because on IMDb, on the more like this it's the first movie is Glass Onion. I can imagine. So they must be very similar. I can also see, I, uh, is that Avatar, The Way of Water? Okay. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't shoot one. Because they're on a boat. It's basically. They're on a boat. It's the same it's story. Blue. There's blue in it. <laughs> don't ruin Avatar for the listener. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anna Taylor-Joy looks like one of the she does. Avatar people. She's got such does. a wide well, I, set. I just feel like we've been ripping on her and we're only like 20 minutes. I wasn't. I, by the way, but saying she has Tom's great, in love with her great cheekbones. She's uh, stunning. Like obviously she's oh, like very. She's also incredibly talented. I think this movie is a part of, I'm worried about where she's going based on a role like this. Oh, this yes. Movie. I hope she, you know. I hope she's well, you think this is a career killer <laughs> for her? I th- hope she breaks out of this type of role soon because I think. Playing a prostitute. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I had in mind. That's is, she okay. a prost- is she a prostitute in everything she's done? No, that's not. I don't I, think I've seen her in anything. Well, what are you basing that, that off? Okay. Tom's sex worker to start with, but also <laughs> high class escort. Second maybe. of all, no, not working in, in the sex that- industry. I'm more that she plays very outwardly sort of hardened but inwardly vulnerable women who have to kind of get their back pushed against the wall and have to fight back. And I know that that's just the roles that Hollywood writes, but it's still annoying that they're kind of pigeonholing her there at the moment. Like the Queen's Gambit was a very big role of that for her, I think. That's and the chess oh, one, right? The chess one. In one sentence, just tell me what sort of role you'd like to see her. Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah, change to or switch to. Or- I would love to see her do something like... Recently, there was a, a movie with uh, Jennifer Lawrence in it called Causeway with Brian Tyree Henry, and that's a role that I think is almost an inversion of what Jennifer Lawrence has done previously, it's which a is long, kind long of being. You, oh, uh, yeah, I've set a comma, <laughs> uh, and I think it's taking that state of vulnerability and looking at more layers to it. Whereas I think there's a lot of performative outward stuff that they're asking her to do in movies. They being Hollywood. That said, yes, I think she's a great actor. Yeah, I'm cool. hoping I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. Yep. Great. Alan, thanks, Tom. That's nice. <laughs> You're I'd like to see her do a rom-com. Semicolon. I wish, no, I wish she could do no. just a rom-com, you know? Sure. <sighs> her and Matthew McConaughey. No, he's too old. Is it wrong of me to say that I just don't like rom-com as a genre? I think it's my least favourite genre. You haven't watched the right you know? rom-coms. Mm. Have you watched Fool's I'm, Gold? Oh, my God. Are you? One of the we're gr- not doing a pot on that before you even say it. <laughs> it's, is that the, the Kate Hudson <laughs> reunion next week. Yeah. where they go looking for gold and they're on a cruise ship? And they're for a lot fools. Of Did you think that's what this movie was when you first started two people getting on <laughs> a ship? You're like, it's just like fool's gold. This no, because no, they weren't tanned or shirtless. Oh, my bad. Like, you know. <laughs> that's you know what you're in for. They're pale and they're, they're not very friendly. Back to my... Uh, <laughs> Titanic. (laughs) My previous point on Glass Onion, and we obviously want to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This was yet another statement against the rich being rich and and whatever it wanted to say about that. But that wasn't the point of the film. I just enjoyed where it went and and how it sort of unfolded and the character development. And there's a lot of plot holes and a lot of kind of like, oh, come on, guys, like you could have run away at this point or you know, fought back or whatever. But 
just in terms of the tension. And I love tension and suspense in films and it brought a lot to screen for me and um, Rafe, Rafe Fiennes is sensational. Like I love watching him on screen no matter what he's doing uh, except for Made in Manhattan. If you can remember that, film. Was that a rom-com? It was. Mm, it was terrible. That's and the stuff. hatred began. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the only thing I've watched him in and gone, ah, is he, you had to do this. Is he you? the romantic lead opposite J-Lo in that? Yeah. I've never seen it. I kind of want to now. That's yeah. an interesting mix. It's, you know, it's a film, sure. All right. Mm. It exists. Anyway, I'm an eight. I thought this was great. We can touch on a whole bunch of points. but um, I really want to hear from Chris. Yeah. Me too. Got a one. Mm. Uh, in that opening scene where, on, where they're on the... Big deck. There are some lovely landscape scenery shots and one of the shots is there's a couple of crabs on a rock and, you know, it's, it's in HD, there's a couple of little crabs and it's it just looks shot. It looks beautiful. And mm. Like if you were making a David, Atten- uh, David Attenborough documentary, <gasps> you would be thrilled with that shot. Uh, the film gets a one just for that shot. Everything <laughs> else was absolutely awful. Oh, my God. God, I did. I don't even remember the shot you're talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. It's right at the very start. You Maybe just... Chris watched the wrong movie. Maybe uh, you watched a crab documentary. There were subtitles. Oh, uh, there was a family. I just want to hear more. Like, like I know even even the performances. Like you didn't like Nicholas Holt as that douchebag. No, forever? Chris and I usually Tyler, agree Tyler. on everything. So like no, you don't. Mostly, I feel like we're usually on the same page, and this time we we could not be more opposite. Yeah. So. No, to be to be presented with a character that is told that he's going to die and has brought someone else to an island in full knowledge that he is going to die, and he's he's there taking photos of the food on his phone. He's not sharing them. They're not going on, on out onto Twitter. He's just taking them on his phone. It's like no, no, dude, you you're dead in five minutes, and you know that. What the fuck are those photos for? It's a good question. That's that, we should ask the writer. I That's, think. There's a that character is supposed to, and I swear I'm not coming because I'm still at a four point nine. But he's meant to be so vacuous that nothing exists outside of the things that are happening to him in the moment. I say this maybe because he's one of the few things in the movie that I found as it went on, he made me laugh because of the the intensity of everything happening around him. And then when it did just cut back to him, he's like, mm, "This is good." Like he's just chewing. I was like, "That's kind of funny." Like yeah. that makes me laugh. But I get what you mean. That it's like. In a logical sense, this person doesn't exist. But he's also none of them nonchalant exist. about his own mortality. But, yes. he, but he's also so <laughs> obsessed with food and this chef and he's like, I've got a document, I've got to like remember it. Like he probably it might be force of habit. It could be That's a really good point. Force of habit, actually. Thanks. Fuck me. Tom, you can. No, you're right. I'm, I'm so sorry. Were, I shouldn't. I be. thought you were taking the piss. No, I was. I was like, that's a really good. Because I went, it's force a habit, and um, um, and then I sort of obviously waiting for someone to come well, up because I had nothing okay, else well, to I say. Well, I think you're right that it's the performative. We have these. Well, this is what you're meant to do. You're meant to take photos, and you're meant to be enjoying it on a sort of like, uh, on a sort of like through a lens. Your whole life, you know, yeah. and so even though he knows he's going to die, maybe intellectually he doesn't understand, or it doesn't matter because in the moment he's enjoying some sort of stylish and very opulent and empty thing put in front of him. Mm. Again, stupid, but one of the few stupid things in the movie that yeah, I I found him pretty pretty. Uh, he played a very good amused, amused douche. 
But he could have gone by himself. Someone, honestly. That's my point. He, 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 has, he has assigned death to someone else. But didn't they say, uh, don't they bring that up that they're like, you don't do reservations for singles. So he had to bring a second Yeah, because his girlfriend cancelled. Had to? Just oh. turn up on the dock. Oh, sorry, they cancelled last week. I mean, that's what? true They've well. ordered all the food. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. It's nah, the movie, they'd send him back. It's the movie making us hate yeah. him more than just going like, Get a load of this guy, right? But yeah, I did. I did. You know, there there are moments in my head in this movie that I think back to and go, yeah, I enjoyed that. I found that funny, and probably eighty percent of it is Nicholas Holt being just so nonchalant, just enjoying it. And then, like when all the men, there's a scene in the movie where the men get a chance to run away, and they all hiss bolt. And he doesn't, which is <laughs> yeah, ironic for a second because you're like, so he's the one decent dude, but it's like, no, he just doesn't want to go. And they're like, you too. And he's like, no. Yeah, he <laughs> just sort of runs off. And I, run love, I like that bit. I he thought wants that was to be funny. near the restaurant. Stay yeah, he doesn't want to go anywhere. No. And also he knows he's going to die, so there's no point running. Yes. Maybe. There's a lot. And also he I plays a really good amused you do no no amused. did you really well, I did got you it. hear that I got it I did. did you get it before amused amused but it's like a course in a ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys <laughs> don't put me guys because <laughs> I explained that. it I feel like you're both doing That's a bit most... and I'm not on the same page either <laughs> who's on good. first <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I think Nicholas Holt as an actor was very good at this. sure yeah. Great. I. Hong Chao is Elsa. How do we feel about her? I think she was very funny. Who would yeah. be like the matriarch? She didn't get a lot to do, but she's a fabulous actor and I love yeah. seeing her and things. She was in the Watchmen TV series. You you saw that, Chris? I did. Ago. I've she, tried to wipe it from my brain. Did you, you enjoy the TV I, show? I did not. We're going to have to talk about that it, at some point because I <laughs> love that TV my show. my ignorance. Is this the same girl from The Whale? She is. Yeah. Who's nominated for yeah. The Whale. And she is, wow. yeah, I think she's a fabulous uh, actor and she made me laugh when she was explaining like if they ate the beef too soon or if they ate something too quickly and she's like, well, the bacteria would take place inside your body and it would boil your blood and you would have a massive hemorrhage. Anyway, this way, and I was like, I like her nonchalance. Lucky we're pros. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. I do like, I liked her sort of nonchalance. I didn't think her character made any sense near the end when she tried to kill Anya Taylor. And I was like, oh, this seems like it's coming out of nowhere. Well, that really she matter. says a line for context. They're having a fight. Anna Taylor-Joy's trying to escape. She's in the chef's house and then Elsa finds her there and tries to kill her. And then she says a line like, you're not going to replace me? Yeah, yeah she's afraid yep. that Ray finds who's uh, Chef Slovic. Slo- has, that, has that happened before? Uh, Slovic. No. Uh, Slovic. He, I think it's that he's taken to Anya Taylor-Joy's character, whose name is Margot, Very but obviously. not really. Yeah. He's taken to her and gone like, we have something in common. That tips me into my point of why I gave this movie a slightly higher rating than I would have today. And I just want to get into this quickly, which is I was talking with someone else the other day. I was tussling with another pal. I'm sorry that you guys had to find out this way, but uh, I did. I'm sorry. Is I there did. a pal outside this room? There's a. There's so a. I have tussling. A, yeah, we were tussling intellectually. Sure. Yeah, a little okay, bit physically. Sure. Anyway, and we were chatting. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's my brother-in-law, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. And oh, it gets better. He and I were having a chat about this movie, and I was like, I really didn't like it. And he's like, I thought it was okay. And we talked about the relationship and the dynamic between Margot and the chef. And I mostly read this movie as it's very nakedly wants to be as an eat the rich art destroys the artist because consumers destroy it and it's all a vicious cycle and we're all pretentious and wanky so let's blow ourselves up, which I didn't find particularly interesting. And he goes, but don't you think that she being able to give him what he wanted in the end and expertly read him as a sex worker and she gets him in that moment and she's able to give him what no one else can. And that's how she escapes and gets away and outsmarts him. And I'm like, you know what? Genuinely didn't even think of that moment in that way. Extra no, because he could open a burger shop if he wanted to. I agree that 
on the level of I, you have to play if you want to at all enjoy this movie by its rules. And I agree that if you just break its rules, it's like, yeah, just fucking go back to making burgers, dude. <laughs> yeah, but but if, probably, it's, if it's that important. And yes, here's the thing. He's been but, like, he started as a burger chef and he's moved up into the higher class world of being the greatest chef of all time, let's mm-hmm. say. He's better than Gordon Ramsay. And then he would have got swept up in that and just the relentless pressure and the cyclical nature of what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? You can't just go, I'm going to make burgers because they'd go, oh, you're throwing it. Like they would just slam him in the press, I uh, guess. It's that sort but of. But mainly the lack of gratitude that he receives at Grat- that level as well. Gratitude. Gratitude. He's got a lot of attitude. Did you watch Ratatouille accidentally instead? <laughs> oh, yeah, I amused <laughs> <Ratatouille>. myself. <laughs> <laughs> you are a douche. That's good. A, mi- a mighty douche. Um, <laughs> speaking of douche, imagine, would you? <laughs> Go on. Have you ever tried one? <laughs> I do. To really freshen up? How does no. it go? Um, um, <laughs> Jesus. So I, I was just having a thought in, while watching the movie. I was like, I wouldn't eat at this restaurant. If, like, let's, regardless of the death of this fancy level of restaurant, would you guys go there and enjoy it? No. To be killed? Wait, are you no, saying no, this like Zach's scenario? <laughs> no, like, would I be Nicholas Holt? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> let's, let's say you get invited to a, a 12 course digger station on a like private yacht to this island. You it's just the call it a digger time. station. You would totally go. No, I wouldn't. You just fucking out no, yourself no. so hard. I've, I've been to digger Fact. stations. Oh my God. I've degusted before. <laughs> and I don't particularly, like, it doesn't, I'd, I'd probably prefer a cheeseburger. And I looked at this restaurant in the movie and I was like, I don't think I would enjoy this. Just no. I look to answer your question. No, that specific meal, absolutely not. And like you know, the when they experience, yeah, that experience when they serve them the. What if someone else is paying? Yeah, hundred percent. You pretentious fuck. Still, (laughs) (laughs) you'd go. You'd go for the experience. No, it's free. No, No. private yacht. I everything I hate about food. Yeah, tell tell me more about that. I mean, Chris is a Friday night like Chinese dinner sort of guy. Yeah, turning simple man, simple pleasures, like good stuff. You are just you think turning food into this overly sort of pretentious and uh, sort of portentous thing that it doesn't need to be. Like you have the two food reviewers Mm -hmm. there. Mm. You know, they are highlighting that facet of food culture. Yeah, perfectly in their awfulness. She. He's suggesting words and she's saying, oh, no, it's more like this. And then, oh, yes, yes, you're right. Yes, yes. Oh, but he's it's more suck. like, But, yeah, it's, it's everything I hate about food and everything I hate about people do all you, in one film. Yeah. Do you find that effective then that you think that captured that aspect of culture well? That those two, you're like, well, those guys represent something that I find really annoying and the movie is treating them that way. Like there's no way the movie likes those characters. In a cliched way? Yes, it is very We all know my thoughts on cliches. Yes, yes. Do we? I don't know if we've spoken about it. I hate them. Oh. (laughs) I didn't get that from context, but that's good to clarify. (laughs) This is why I love this film because like you you see the guy who's gone through the industry and and sort of been moulded and shaped by it and lost almost lost his way. The chef. In a way, the chef, right? And then you see him exacting... You know, personal revenge on everyone. What what I didn't understand was the cult mentality yes. behind the whole thing. Yeah. Because look, yes, chef, I understand. Right. It sounds They're good. Obedient, looks good. But there's, no, there's think, a level of tolerance. Well, I think what Tom was saying, like again, if you if you enjoy the film with its own logic that he, that it's set, then you have to believe that. Yeah. That <laughs> the the most said. illogical thing in the whole film, like not them blowing up or all gonna die. The most illogical thing in the entire film, the fact that the kitchen had beef mints, hamburger buns and American cheese. It was all just waiting there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. He did say we've got everything. Yeah. You name what you want, we've got it. 
You know, he's pretty, yeah, pretty proud. That probably of wouldn't that be entirely realistic in a real of course restaurant not. like that. No, Amer- they wouldn't have on an Irishables. No, all these goods just going to waste in case you ever have to make a cheeseburger. Sure. That would never happen. I he, might, he might make. God, it look good though. Yes, oh. I was about to say one of the best things about the movie. The second it was on screen, I was like, "Fuck, I need a Wait, burger right yeah. now." Mm. One and a half. Thank you. I, yeah, I one like, and a half. So that you got to give it the fucking crabs. Go ahead. Oh, the cheeseburger. That's a good shot. Just to go back to the crabs, that was a very nice shot. That was like beautiful. The cinematography I, at the I just, start. Again, don't remember. Could we say the cinematography? I want to say it's Peter Deming. It is Peter Deming. Now, Peter Deming did Mulholland Drive, which is one of my, and it's a very fuckboy movie to love, but it is one of my favourite <laughs> movies. <laughs> it's a f- Great. It is, 100%. Coin but it, that what? terminology. Fuckboy movie. Yeah. I've like Fuckboy cinema is my favourite type of cinema, but it's, <laughs> uh, the, it's very much like the art wanky David Lynch movie, but it's great and it looks so, you know, noir and evil and stuff. And I have to admit for huge swaths of this movie, I was just like, yeah, there's not a lot visually interesting that's going on for me. I want to check that out again, the shot of the crabs, because if there was something there I miss. It's literally two seconds. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's nice. just but lovely. it's something. It's something. It's yeah, that didn't really stand out to me. There's I, a scene where the, the owner of the island gets dropped uh, into the ocean and drowned. Against oh, spoilers. yeah, the, the angel <laughs> investor. The angel. And, and so I, he's I think the angel. symbolism of that I didn't, didn't quite fly with me. Mm-hmm. It was a bit more showy than I was expecting for someone's death, Some, public death. Someone shouted during that scene, he kept you open during COVID. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> just like a little, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, COVID happened yeah. and this movie knows it. Like it's another moments. thing that happened, actually Glass Onion, it ties to it as well. Like yeah, Glass but when Onion. they turned up, they didn't have to get an anti-spray in the mouth. That's true. Fucking Glass <laughs> This is after COVID. Yeah, I don't think the angel investor was a very powerful scene and he just sort of bubbles away and then he's dead. Yeah, it was the least, dramatic, the least dramatic. I was like, is it going to be acid or something? And he's like, ah! But it's just like, oh, water, I can't breathe that. And he just goes down into it. And then but it. also there's no, like, just take a camera out there and get a close-up of him drowning. Yeah, it's You very- know, like he just he just drops from a distance and that's all you see. And then you see Ray Fine sort of meditate on it and he goes, and the bubbles stop. And you're like, oh, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't think it was too dynamic. I agree. Um, this is a blunt force instrument of a movie. And I don't hate that. I want to talk for like as briefly as you guys will allow me. And this is always an ominous Statement at the start, it but like I just want to, I just want to talk about something. Guys, briefly. I'm just going to talk about. <laughs> I will do my best. I promise. Which I, means shut up and let me get it out of my please, head. Please, please. <laughs> I went to see Babylon twice in the last week. Recently, for, that's a humble brag. Yes, that's a humble brag. There we are. That's how you do it. <laughs> All right. Sad sitting <laughs> alone for three and a half hours in a dark room. I think uh, not. Anyway, um, I really enjoyed Babylon a lot. For the people who have seen it, they will. Well, now up. we can't do it. Yeah, we can. Because <laughs> you guys aren't, I can't imagine everyone in this room is going to like Babylon. It's a very divisive film. It's incredibly blunt about what it's about. It just attacks you and you either relent or your body rejects it. And I realized in the last like few years, I used to think blunt and overly, you know, message driven and didactic movies annoyed me. And they don't. It's the handling of it. I don't mind blunt force trauma if you hit me so good that I like oh. pass out and have a great dream, you know. But if you're just really clumsy with it, and I'm just like, ow, ow, stop it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? And that's what I found the menu largely to be. I found it a blunt instrument that wasn't handled very well. There were moments that I thought worked. Uh, I thought that the performances were pretty good. I did enjoy uh, Ray Fiennes and what Anya was given to do, though I thought she was a very undercooked character. Sure. But I mostly thought it was pretty shallow. <laughs> I didn't think undercooked. Very good. Well, yeah, it was. It. it, uh, it Ray Fiennes, when he chooses to, has such an intimidating presence on screen. Say so when well, he chooses. 
Choose. When he chose, yeah, choose. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn, this is painful. The scenery or no? Go on. <laughs> he did shoot the scenery in this. Yeah. He's big. Continue, man. Uh, no, that was my statement. That was it. He definitely he does. He, he really carries on screen and, and he carries the tension and the suspension. Suspension? Of the angel investor over the ocean. Yeah, there it's was all suspension. Kind of like- suspension. Suspension, I suppose, would be the noun of suspension. I don't know. No, I think you just have to say suspense. Yeah, we're going with it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a suspension movie yeah. for yes. sure. Um, I liked Janet McTeer, who I know from Ozark. Right, she she's the, the, the art reviewer. critic. Yeah, the, or the art critic. Fuck the, the food review. That would be the weird. Food critic. Yeah, <laughs> if it's yeah. revealed at some point, I don't know anything about food. <laughs> um, remind me, who is she in Ozark? Ooh, she's the lawyer. Very tall, blonde lawyer from the start. I think I've only watched the first two seasons. Well, this isn't going to help, is it? No, I um, think she comes in in season three. Maybe. Oh, well then. Okay. Well, if Continue. you've seen the entire show. Hey, 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 hey. This isn't a show about TV shows. It's okay. Um, I thought she was good. I don't know if she was best on ground. I haven't thought about who my best on ground would That's be. interesting. She's English. Anya Taylor-Joy is English. Nicholas Holt is English. Mm. Ray Fiennes is English. Mm. I don't fucking know if the people who made this movie have met an American, but they met John Leguizamo, and I'm happy about that. But, He's like, great. it's crazy how it's yeah, just a bunch shot. of Brits going, like, sit down and listen to what I'm saying. I'm, you know, very, very hardened and uh, I have levels to me you don't expect. You know, really weird sort of, just like that American accent that we've talked about before. You're just doing an accent. Yeah, yeah. I I was doing lines. It's like, I don't remember that line in the movie. This film was missing Rupert Everett as well. Chuck him in. As in the guy. the most English film ever made. From Best Friend's Wedding? Yeah. Is he not the most English actor of all time? So we're saying this is the most English American film of the last few years. Yeah. And if we just had him and, yeah, I don't know, Colin Firth in it. Not, no. It's not at all. Hugh Grant. Yes, if Hugh Grant was like the sommelier yeah. or something. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. There's good food, darling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep going. I like the accent. No, you no, guys no, sound no. good. I don't have a lot of accent work I can do with this one. Do we want to because... talk about Mark Mylod, the director? Yeah, Mark Mylod uh, has it, directed a lot of Succession Succession, episodes. yeah. Uh, Shameless as well, Game of Thrones. Suspension. He directed Game of Thrones? Uh, it says a few episodes. Oh, Six episodes, yeah. Wow, not heaps. Um, he's can you do- name all but the not a heap of Game of Thrones? Yes, I can. Uh, Please they're... don't. No, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I'm do enabling. Which one that skip button? <laughs> do it and I'll cut. Wow, Tom, that was so interesting. Thanks so much. I, uh, but this might be his only film. You no, know, he's made three other movies. That's what I said. This his might be his first third movie film. was the Ali G movie. <laughs> no. Yeah, it really? It's the Ali G movie. And what a great <laughs> film. And what a great film. Another one he made is What's Your Number, which is the Chris Evans and Anna Faris movie. Oh. From like the 10 years ago that Frank no one remembers. I don't know. Who you follow Chris And Evans. he made a movie. He what? made it Physically. He made a movie with Robin Williams called The Great White 15 years ago. The Big I don't White. Know any, the Big White. I don't know anything about it, but uh, Robin Williams said he started drinking while making it. So good endorsement. We Oof. should definitely check that out. Mm. Not good. No. So no. Mark Mylod, I think, is very talented at uh, the episodes of Succession he's directed. I do know one specifically. I don't know how much Succession you guys have seen. Is Zero. It? It's a good counterpoint to this movie because it's about the 1% their vulgarity of excess, like their wealth and just how much they use it to incredibly uh, selfish and demonstrably evil ends. And the characters are really compelling. Well, you really want to see them do things. You don't just want to go, ha-ha, like as Chris has said before, 
the rich people suck. What else have you got? And Succession has characters and good writing. And I don't think that this movie which really is because Will, Will Tracy, who wrote for Succession, also wrote this. Yes, which is really interesting. That so I so Seth Rice might be the problem. It might have been from a story by him or by Will. Tra- One of them came up with a story. I can't remember, but it doesn't seem that they work well in short form. I think over the course of, and of course, Jesse Armstrong created Succession, and he's like the spearhead of that, much as like Matthew Weiner was for Mad Men or. Uh, whatever his name was for Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan. So it's kind of like someone's specific vision that they get writers to work with. Yeah. But I don't think – this is part of a trend of movies and television show. The White Lotus is like this, Succession, Glass Onion, Knives Out, Triangle of Sadness, you know, The Menu. This is a brand of eat the rich of things that are let's look at these this excess and let's smile and laugh at the fools who do it. And I think the problem is that it's becoming a trend and it's becoming less uh, – it has less integrity because people don't actually know what to really say with it much anymore. Mm. There was a guy – sorry. I, re- I realise this is going to take 30 seconds and I've already been talking for a minute. Yeah. All right. This, is, this is still the intro. This is still the intro. Real <laughs> quick, I try to never listen to podcasts or read reviews of stuff when we're going to do a movie, but I'd already listened to a podcast on this a few months ago, a guy called Sean Fennessy. He's a very, very clever American podcaster. And he mentioned something that I found really striking, which is that he doesn't trust this trend because once studios, once the big interests and the big wigs jump on a trend and start giving it to us over and over again, it's like you're up to something. You, There's no vested interest in you telling us that rich people suck, so why do you keep selling this to us? And it's like it's a bit galaxy brain and it's a bit kind of like it's not like there's a conspiracy or like some new world order or anything, but it does feel like they're going, you don't want to be rich. Fucking look at these people. They're terrible. Isn't this awful? You're fine. You're doing fine. You don't need to do this. the money's all ours. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and you come see it and you pay your 20 bucks and they go, oh, thanks for listening to our story about how we suck. Now fuck off. Back to your rat den, you know. And I think there is. <laughs> your rat den. <laughs> okay. There is something to that. And I do think when I watch a movie that I don't find has much to stand up on its own, like this mostly, I, I just end up thinking of that. Like, what's the point of this? But yeah, sorry, that was a lot. I'm going to stop talking for a while. Wow. So, you like, obviously, what's the point? Like, with the worldwide, these film studios, what are they peddling? What's the propaganda that you're, they're trying to get out? And even if it's even if it's propaganda, give me something to hang on to. So, when I'm watching Glass Make Onion, it good propaganda. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to war for you. When I'm watching, I mean, Top Gun Maverick is amazing propaganda. I, and I'm not just saying that. And I'm not even American. The Air Force and Navy recruitment has shot up since that movie. Oh, yeah, I, I shot up. It's ins- uh, I know you did. <laughs> it's crazy. Dishonorable discharge. Yeah. <laughs> In my first week. <laughs> uh, but this movie just left me feeling raw. Uh, fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Does anyone else have anything to say? <laughs> no, I was I was a medium rare to well done. Uh. One, so. <laughs> the the opening the opening scenes. I'm I'm not a horror film aficionado like yourself, Marcus. Loves a horror film. Love the title. Yeah, go on. But in those opening scenes, I couldn't help but thinking, why is this being shot like a horror film? It just there was something about it, and then it gets to about the forty five minute mark, and the guy shoots himself in in the middle of service, and you're like, oh. It is a horror film. <laughs> okay, bearing in mind that I gave this an eight, at times I felt that there were parallels also to uh, Willy Wonka in the sense that that's everyone, a, gr- that's a great keeps take. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he let them in on his, his workshop, his inner sanctum, and to prove a very, very vicious point, 
was killing them off one by one effectively. Um, all I was waiting for was after each death, Oompa Loompas to come out and start singing. Um, yeah. 5.1. I'm giving it slightly more. Really? I, I, really, for that. I really like that take. <laughs> this is just a twisted Great. Willy Wonka. Wonka. I do yeah. like that. I'm still not at what is my halfway metric to liking the movie, but I'm getting closer. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a... <laughs> I mean, Willie Willy has a, a seething hatred for you know, children and people in general. That's why he closed his workshop in the first That's place. True. Right. That so Frank's laughing, but like I don't I've hate got this a take here, at I all. I think it's a great <laughs> parallel. Willy Wonka's, Willy Wonka's been turned into a misanthrope by the world, sort of taking what he puts out there yep. and abusing it and not appreciating it anymore. And then he's like, you want to see all this? Well, come, but I'm going to kill your children while <laughs> you're in the process. Literally. Yeah. And then, you know, Anya becomes his Charlie. She's the Charlie. Yeah. Well, so, do we want to talk a little bit about her name in the? She introduces herself as Marco. Doopity D. <laughs> Marco, Marco, <laughs> go on. Jesus, <laughs> uh, but she's not really Marco. Her name is something else. She's from somewhere else. She reveals this at some point. I'm sorry if you guys can't remember, but she does reveal my name's not Marco. My name's actually this. I go by Marco because that's what I do. I'm a sex worker, and she actually knows one of the other clients there on that day who's a man who's there with his wife and it turns out that he asks her <laughs> yeah. to say she, he's a good dad and she respects him while he jacks off, <laughs> which is... Because he looks, uh, she looks just like his she daughter. She looks like the daughter, which, yeah. While he jacks off. Yes. And it's, it's just horrible. And yeah. it's meant to be this commentary on, you know, when you try to provide a service to someone, they're going to kind of scar you in the process. You know, they're going to make you do something you don't want to do or change your approach in a way you don't want to. So whether it's... Sorry, who's the victim in this? Well, I suppose she's she's a victim of his own desires that he projects onto her. So instead of her just being like, I know what I'm signing up for, I'm going to have sex with a man for money. And he's like, be daddy's little girl while I jack off. And she's like, ah, oh, this is traumatizing. And I think that's kind of the... And it's the chef, Ray Fiennes, goes, yes, this is what they do to you. You have noble ambitions and intent. And they twist it and they warp it. And then he says, which I find incredibly unsubtle and heavy-handed he's like you and i we're both whores and i'm like mm, really checks out <laughs> like i just it doesn't it doesn't work yeah, for me a little as, bit of spoon as much of a metaphor as it's trying to be but yeah i think it's you know there's there's something between them they have some little spark but it's really probably like 12 minutes of screen time i thought it was going to come out that they were related interesting like long lost daughter or something like just to oh now it all ties together and she'll take over the restaurant that's what I thought it was going to go towards. Interesting. Her real name was Erin, by Aaron. the way. I liked, her, I liked her initial sort of like pushback against him, the way she'd bristle, and I do like when he confronts her in the bathroom and she's like, who are you? And he's like, she's like, please get the fuck out of my way. And I was like, ooh, that's a nice little, the movie just, the pulse kind of came back to the movie for a second there. Sure. And then the rest of the time, yeah. I, don't, I never understood uh, Ligijamo's sort of role and his – Assistant one, his assistant gets dragged in there. It's just like, yeah, look, sorry, you're here, so you're getting killed too. Mm. Um, but two, like the only reason he was there is because Rafe has his one day off a week and he went to watch this film that this actor was in and just it was a shit film. And it's like that was enough to want to kill him. Yeah. You ruined What's my it, day like off. An actor who's sold out and just does it for money now. Yeah, but then, to- then it's like is this becoming sore? You know what I mean? As well, another parallel. It's mm. like he's punishing well, them for. You know, but he is. That's the same. They're in Yeah. Well. 
Yes. You know, other than someone sawing their own leg off. It's like so. a, it's also parallels to seven, all the deadly sins and all these people who have just committed horrible things. Like on yeah. the, when their tortillas come out and it's got printed on their different sins and all the things they've done wrong and it's like, oh, no. In terms of an industry, life. what he was trying to sort of push, I think that was the only one I didn't really connect with. I was like, ah, oh, I don't think the actor needs to be there. I think it's a bit much. No, I no, I agree because it's like it doesn't track with the these banking investment bros who are like profiting off the destruction of the world and these, I mean, even the food critic maybe, but still like this food critic who directly impacts me and like, you know, tears down what I do. This man who cheats on his wife with a sex worker, this well, guy. I felt, yeah. sorry, to go back on no. the older couple who the, the cheats on his wife guy and the wife there, like they've been to that restaurant six times it comes out yeah, and they can't remember the meals. It's like that's probably not enough of a reason to kill them, especially the wife who's essentially innocent. Yes, like, it's Judith Light as the wife and she's one of my favourite sort of legacy older actors she's that shows good. up in things and she got nothing to do, which was very depressing. Yeah. Seeing that in the middle. I agree, she's done nothing wrong. Um, and like the, maybe you could point to him and go, well, he's a bit of a deranged figure, whatever. But, yeah, the actor carrying that like link to I saw you and you were in a shitty movie. Yeah, It's kind of funny. It made me laugh a little. But then I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how much. I think the movie keeps trying to position us to root for their downfall, the people. I mean, yeah. Lee Gizamo also, I think he was trying to claim that he knew this guy and then turns out he didn't at all. Yeah, so he's a liar and a leech. Sure, he's a star fucker. And maybe he's, you know, well, um Used to that. To go back on that point, like, is it trying to be funny? Because, like, Seth Reese, who wrote it all, came up with the idea, like, him and Will Tracy, Seth used to be a comedy writer for Seth Myers and for, like, all these, like, for The Onion, um, College Humor, all that sort of stuff. So he's just, like, a straight out comedy writer. It's produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. They're in the list of producers. Like, there's a lot of comedy alum going into this very dark movie. And obviously Adam McKay has had his recent couple of years where he's doing much darker films, much more like trying to make a statement on things. And produced but, Succession as well. Did along with, so he's yeah, like a so part they're all, of that. they're all in yes, together. And directed friends. the first episode, I think, but yeah. Wow. Um, so like it's, but it's, is it trying to be funny? Is it trying to be a very dark black comedy? And it just doesn't really, I didn't, I'd laughed once maybe when, I think it was course for when the guy, the, the sous chef kills himself. You, that made you laugh? No, no, no. Sorry. He thought it wasn't loaded. Um, no, no, no. When then Nicholas Holt was like, oh, what's happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. His like, reactions to things. And he are... just keeps eating. Mm-hmm. Like and everyone else is freaking out, obviously, but he knows. But that made me laugh. I found myself laughing a lot. So I find that interesting. Maybe... It is because of the hospital background experience that I just no, but sorry to keep bringing it up. I yeah. think it's I think it's valid. I laughed at the s'more scene, which is the last course when they're all getting burnt alive and turned into human yeah, s'mores. It's a, it's a lot. I, like I it's thought that like was the ending of uh, Hereditary. Sure. <laughs> like it was also a, it was, quite a funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I laughed. I I think the moment that I laughed the loudest is when he pulls Nicholas Holt into the kitchen to cook. He's like, "Oh, you know so much about food. Come and cook." And that then he goes, oh, okay, uh, what does he say? It was like, uh, he's like uh, oh, uh, a method of dicing that we've been so uh, ignorant, ignorant of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, give me shallots, give me spring onions and lamb. Spring and like, onions, shallots and butter. Wow, new additions to the culinary world. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very funny, actually a bit that I did kind of go like, this yeah. is sort of worth it. I'm, I'm into this, I'm into watching Tyler. And the take online has been each of these people represent like the actor represents someone who wants to be close to power in artistry sure. and is tragic. And the critics represent, well, critics and people that are harsh and the bankers represent the money who don't actually give a shit. And so then Tyler just represents like toxic fandom. 
And it is kind of funny that ultimately <laughs> he has the most contempt for him. He's like, you like me too much and I yeah. fucking hate you for it. He obviously has no real understanding or like he can't cook a meal. Yes. So he like how does he, why does he love it? Yes. Just He's a dilettante. Say. He looks at these things and goes, oh, well, I'm... I've I've watched so many YouTube videos and yeah, things. Yeah. He's kind of doing what we're doing right here when it comes to like he's <laughs> he's to, he's to chefs what we are to film directors. <laughs> yeah. So to Mark Mylod, this is bad. Yes. And, you know, yeah. We Mark Mylod, we have notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris, I'm did, loosening my tie right now. <laughs> Chris, did you find any of this funny? Uh, what we've talked about, or the yeah, film? any of us? <laughs> Tell us what. No, any of the movie. Do you find Thomas funny? Uh, Thomas, absolutely. Oh, Thank yes. you, Christopher. That's, That's very um, sweet of you. But no, talking about that that scene where he makes the guy cook, there are there, if this was like a going out of business, purely just a going out of business, one final hurrah, you're doing your last service of a restaurant and that was the dark comedy, for me that would have worked. Turning that into everyone dies, it becomes this farcical Scene. So and pref- I just wasn't on board. You'd prefer it if they all they he brings the people he hates, he ridicules them, fucks them all over, yeah, because they've been fucking him over. It doesn't, and then goes out of business, him. and then yeah. you get a happy thought that he can go off and, and just then cook he opens burgers. his burger shop. That's it's it's, it's a nicer. We do have notes. That's <laughs> oh, such a better take on what this movie could be that I'm now going to go back to five. Oh, so I've gone from um, 4.9, 5.1, back to five. Because I think I'm I on, is it too early for sound effects here? There's a lot of throwing of power. I think it's so true that this movie uses death. Little, little quiet one. Oh, Jesus. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to throw, I think, as well. Interesting. I'm, I was on 6.5. There is, there is a kernel coming down. somewhere There's in this in film. Here. And it uses oh, the... Kernel, hey? The, <laughs> It's on a low simmer the whole time, but then there's like this this spectre of death in it that it's just kind of like, well, the stakes have never been higher, and it's like, yeah, because you jacked oh, them up another one. by making it like oh, what stakes. the stakes. stakes. I mean, that was Keep going. It's still <laughs> different, <laughs> and that if you wanted to make a cleverer, shrewder film, you would have him sort of like destroy them intellectually and socially, not just kind of be like, I'm gonna have awful things happen to you. And then I'm going to blow you up. Yeah, it's like, like, that's not that clever. It'd be nice if they walked it's, away yeah. and all reconsidered their lives and yes. felt miserable about it. I think that's true. That yeah. could be fun. Because um, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, when she gets back to wherever she's going to get back to, she's just going to be questioned by police forever. Like, what happened on this island? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, here's what happened. That makes no sense. There's, he turned them oh, into she, s'mores. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's a sex worker. She just flits back off to the shadows. That's it. But she's still on a boat. She's going to land somewhere. A sketch artist just drawing someone with marshmallows on them. Are you sure this is what happened? Like, yes, he did it to all of them. Um, well, this is all very interesting and I hate that I don't disagree with what you're all saying. So. Do you have a pal That's you'd okay. like to throw? No, I still love this film. For what it was, but I, I definitely am going to lower my score. Stay strong. Stay Would strong. you rewatch it? Oh, for the crap shot. Yeah. Do you, okay. So Just yes, I would. Shot. Sorry to answer your question. I would rewatch it. Cool. Um, yeah. And I was also I got a bit giddy every time it showed a, a close up of some food and gave a description as well. I let's we should talk about the food because the food and I none of us said we would actually eat there, but it looked pretty good except for the dips without bread. Yeah, but that's you know. That's a funny. That's a know, bit. There's a flip it on its head. He's doing a bit, and they're like, "Where's my bread? I really want some bread." And like, there's no bread. Hong Go Chow fuck yourself. Uh, apart, apart that from those, uh, apart from those hamburger buns we had. Yeah, we but did have those. They're not on, they're not on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, the chef, like, uh, what's his name? What's the guy who who consults on a film? 
A consultant. Yeah, that a chef be consultant. A Thank script you. Script advisor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dominique Crenn is his name. Oh, nice. Um, so props to him because the food looked amazing. Mm. Yes, that was probably the most visually interesting and even just the intertitles mm. with the crabs. like what it is, <laughs> the crabs, with what the different, uh, 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 fuck me, courses are. Yeah, describe. I did really like Tyler's bullshit. I <laughs> 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 was like, that, was that might good. be the funniest thing this movie's done. <laughs> that like that good. was quite funny. Probably true. Yes. yes. Uh, Should we quickly talk about budget? Yeah, it was what a... Go on, Tom. What do you what do Sorry. you remember? Yeah. I think it's something like a twenty, twenty-five million dollar, but it made 30. eighty. Thirty and it made seventy-nine point six. Interesting. Yeah. So it's going Sequel. To, sequel. It's, it's made its money. It's a movie that ha- sequel. had a very Who's gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Prequel. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a movie that uh had a very interesting sort of impact last year. We've got another uh, episode coming up where we're gonna talk about a movie that had a similar impact, but I won't spoil what that movie will be. You know, like you spoiled the meal. Like I spoiled the meal. Um, But the menu kind of came out in September, I believe, and it did did just kind of have this impact for a little while. Where I'm so sorry. This is the bit. This is the bit where I'm like, all right, Tom, shut up. Just it's happening. (laughs) Well, last year was it our- It came out in September. Who cares what month? Because I was getting to it. What's it was, then uh, hurry up. September's my strangely birthday. Strangely foggy month. that day. <laughs> <laughs> the wind was chilling against the chimes like a soft breeze. No, I um, I think it's a really interesting movie to have come out in the year where we were all going back to cinemas because COVID was nominally sort of over last year. And so this is one of those movies that- if it had happened two years ago, it would have come out on Disney Plus. It would have been there for like four days. We would have gone, eh, and then it was gone, right? And it did come out and people went to watch it. Like it made some money, you know, it made double its budget and it was a bit of a conversation piece for a while. And then it, it just sort of drifted away. It definitely away. is. A, it's a good talker. Like you get out and you want to be like, what the fuck? Sure. And I think that's interesting that I always like seeing that now we've had a year where people are returning back to movies how impactful are those original ones going to be? The best thing I can say about this is it's an original film and it made some money at the cinema and, I, and it had some impact for a little while. So, yeah, that's my take there. So it came out in September. Yes, that's it came out in September. Oh, that's mm. good. <laughs> Wake me up. It came out right after one of the summer months in uh, America. So it's like basically that's, you, that's the I deal. I don't want that's more the deal. You just You're like, why? Who cares about September? <laughs> Anyway, stop giving me context. I didn't mean to kick you. Wake me up when Thomas ends. Yeah, this might have been like right at the tail end of Top Gun Maverick, basically. Uh. (laughs) Tail end? Did no one? Yeah, very good. Okay, I have one last thing to say. Put your gag ball back in. (laughs) Shut up, Jesus! That's a horrible image. (laughs) (laughs) I think the funniest moment in the film for me was at the end when all of them are preparing to die. The chefs are preparing the s'mores, and they're all about to kill themselves and blow up in the kitchen. Right. And there's one chef, I don't know if you noticed, back left. She's just going, oh, I think I've made the wrong decision. Oh, like really? Her, she, her face is, she's like quizzical. She's thinking about it. She's like, I, I don't know if this she, is, this was not a great idea. I should have called in sick she's today. She's the apprentice. It's the one, the, everyone else is like full zen, really ready to it. die. And, and she's she, like, oh, hold on. She's sitting there like, is it rape? Or Ralph yeah. or Raph. I'm trying to get it right. He's yeah. lying to she's everyone. Temp, yes, she's, she's the temp. temp. Yeah. Everyone says, yes, chef. She's like, yes, Ralph, chef. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Do it again. Anyway, that was, that was the funniest bit. I was like, she doesn't want to be there. And I just I enjoyed that bit. So I what? know how she felt. Yes. Uh, I was ready for this movie to be over. Very I'm much surprised you sat through it, Chris. The end. Uh, Out of one. Just for Rafe. But you enjoyed Glass Onion more than this. Wow. Uh, for James Bond. Daniel Craig. I, I enjoyed oh, Daniel okay. Craig. 
and the accent is just so ludicrous. Yes. It's but so- I would probably put my score down on that even more. Yeah, so would I. I was being too kind. No, I, think I, like I, I agree. But then, so you can't look at any performance in this and kind of go, ah, that was kind of worth it. Just to I see think that. they're all, oh, sorry, but I think they're all pretty good across the board. Like you don't go, mm, weak link. Maybe one of the bankers, the two younger bankers. Oh, I mean, they were douchey. They were very intentionally douchey, but I still didn't enjoy. I didn't buy screen. into the no, I didn't either. douche. I found most of the Char- the the performances and the actual writing for the characters who are not our mains, not our leads, Dude. our entrees, Dude. Uh, to be pretty. <laughs> Sorry, this that was that was a sweet reference. Thank you, <laughs> tasty. I found it to oh, be. I found them to be so broad that it was almost sitcom writing, which we've talked about before. Where you, you can put you up. Love with, it. Yes, I love it. You can put up with sitcom writing in a sitcom. And it feels incredibly jarring when you're watching a movie and a food critic is saying like chat GPT generated food critic like bullshit. There's just but- no, I didn't find anything she said like to be <laughs> that is what a food critic would say. Like I just found it really frustrating. And, Do you think that was dead. intentional? But if that's intentional, then fuck you. I think like, it was, like, yeah, okay. But yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying. That's not interesting. That's Why the make point. them the broadest, most like vapid? And it's and if someone's like people like that really exist, I'm like I don't want to hang out with them for ninety minutes. Like that sounds fucking awful. Yeah. Why okay, would well I then don't wa- watch the movie, man. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. I have a question because yep. Marcus has got a new thing going on where he writes bits for himself in his notes. Yeah. Did you write any bits? Uh. Marcus me... is bits. <laughs> Marcus is bits. Uh. No. No, nothing funny. No, oh, it's okay. I, I wrote the mess, so great, and which is the one where he kills and himself. I, I literally quoted. Uh, this is a new dicing method of which we've been woefully ignorant. I did write that down because yes. I loved that line, and I laughed very loud. Uh, other than that, no. Ah, Marcus is just frantically no, no, no. deleting food bits. puns right now. <laughs> oh, look, I I would agree that I think this. Now that we've talked about it. I feel like the selection process of who was in the room at that time was a bit vague or a bit. Like, oh, come on. Like, why not some, pick some murderers or some actually, like, really bad people? Yeah, or sure. at least keep it relevant to his craft, mm-hmm. whereas some I think were a bit of a stretch. I think the film, the the actor was a bit of a stretch. Um, the food critic was interesting because I, th- if maybe I misunderstood, I thought she was very supportive of his work and he was only, his gripe with her was that she had shut down other restaurants. I, I think that's accurate. Of, yeah, I, that's accurate. I thought but, it was that she was... Supportive of him early on, and then she'd become sort of like bored or or a bit uh, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, just like a bit a bit in, in inured to it, I suppose. Like she's just kind of getting over it because it's like oh, it's, work. I think she's like going oh, it's the same fabulous thing over and over. Yawn, and he's like, what do you want me to do? Like I can't. Oh, I keep fair. making no, I good that. stuff, and you start going like you, you know, she's twice about her shutting down other restaurants yes. and like destroying livelihoods. But you even get the sense during while she's eating that she's being hypercritical of something that is very good, you know. Well, that's that's not a strong point to me. I think shutting down livelihoods is definitely worth, I I mean, I'm not a killer, but killing (laughs) killing someone. If you're going to justify Spoken exactly how a killer would (laughs) as close to the mic and breathily as possible. (laughs) Guys, I don't murder people. Staring into Tom's eyes. It's not my thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I think the movie, uh, yeah, it just lacked bite. Oh, yeah, I found it very like unappetizing. True. Oh you know, my, <laughs> I don't. Too much gristle. This film to me was a delicacy. <laughs> Truly. 
but I'm, I'm going to lower my score. So I'll do it first because I can see everyone wanted to lower their scores from the sounds of it. Mm. I'm going back down to a seven. Wow. <laughs> that cut off real abruptly. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, I will as well. 6.5 down to a 5. What did you go? I'm at a 5. Well, I'm going to do a 5.9. Oh, what is that again? That's a height? No, no, no. Well, I think, I think, I don't know. We worked this out the other day, by the way, I've got to say. <laughs> Kath oh, and I you? were talking about it and I worked it out. No, because. No, 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 sorry. You worked it out or you and Chris worked it out? We'll never Chris- work anything. <laughs> we'll never agree on this. It's but a good bit. It's a good bit. What number are you starting on if you look at the scale? One. See, I'm starting at zero. But no. So yeah. then it, so yeah. then From zero. This is the argument. One, two, three, four, five, six in the middle, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. From zero. Yeah. From zero. Zero. zero one, one, two, three, three, zero, four, five. <laughs> the, thi- the, the question is, obviously, is would we ever give a film a zero? Does zero count? I think on you some... Gr- I mean, I, I feel like you guys... Earned the right to give cats a zero if you wanted. That's no, because very true. I no, think it because was, there's some. There's got to be something redeeming about it. I think Jason so, Derulo, for I example. Agree. You know what? I agree, Frank. You're right. Cats is a good movie. I'm glad you finally convinced <laughs> yeah. me of that. Thank you for championing it this whole time. All right, so Marcus and I throw it in the pal, and um, I think that's probably enough. I think we did enough. I'm full. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> all I have. I'm sorry. I'm full as shit. Hey. <laughs> Um, I guess thanks for listening, everybody. That was a <laughs> delicious time. Oh, no. It was all right. It was a tall order. Through in the pal. Throw in the pal is a Hey Power Productions production and it's produced by Chris. Marcus. <laughs> Are you saying his name now? I'm Marcus. I'm Frank. Oh, no. Marcus. <laughs> Tom. That was the menu. And these are my favourite men. You. Oh. oh that's not bad. I like that's that one. Sweet. I love I like you.